The NetBank Business Accelerator has been guiding entrepreneurs to build future-proof businesses beyond climate change, beyond the technology curve, beyond external forces. Thank you for joining me, Pavlo Fatidis, on this series of the NetBank Business Accelerator podcast. As you well know, we are looking at resilience. And where is resilience more required than almost any other sector in South Africa? It's in the mining in- industry. The mining sector has been plagued with extended social political upheaval the commodity cycle has worked against it our minds are getting deeper everyone's grumpy things are tough the investment environment is depleted in fact it has been absolute carnage in that industry and yet within that space this business atomic oil founded by Sean Cooley is thriving Sean thank you for joining me Thank you, Pablo. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. So you do oil analysis on site. I bet when you first started that business, oil analysis was done very differently in the mining industry. Tell us about it. Sure, Pablo. When back in 2011, when we started this business, it was unheard of of a mine site to have an on-site oil analysis lab. So it was pretty difficult trying to convince. Um, if I can use an analogy, is you know, convince you to drink your coffee instead of out of a mug, drink it out of a, a flask. So essentially it was a, a big curve getting our customers to change a mindset and um, realize the, the maintenance strategy that could be benefited by putting a lab on site and getting your results in minutes instead of days. So how, how was it done? How was it done prior to that? What was the typical method of oil analysis? Um, the typical method was um, you would basically on site during the PM of, a, of whatever machine is you would draw the oil sample. The oil sample then would be packed up, couriered to a commercial laboratory station in one of the major centers. And two, three, four, five, seven days later, you would get your results back at the mine. And, you know, what's, what's, really, what's really important is the condition when you get the, the oil sample back or the result, the, the, the condition of the, the, the component is no longer valid. So your, your condition of the oil has changed over that seven days you've been waiting. So that was really key. And once we have got the message across that if you can analyze it now, the data is really relevant to whatever maintenance strategy that you want to put in place. Okay, let me just stop you there for a minute. Taking oil out of a machine is no different to taking oil out of a body. When you go for a diagnosis of a disease or an illness or something that you're uncomfortable about, oil is taken out of your body and in the oil lies the answer to what's lacking, what's needed, how to actually fix you and how to get you going. The difference, of course, with big machinery on mining is that big machinery on mining is costing millions, tens of millions of rands. So that delay of seven, eight, nine days and then a false read on the sample could be quite costly to a mine, I imagine. It can run into several million. You know, the, 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 the point of this is, is, you know, being able to get that result right now, you're able to save the engine that could cost $400,000. You know, pick up contamination entering, entering the system and do whatever corrective maintenance needs to happen. Um, could quite easily save that engine. Okay, so... Seven days, it's already um, run to destruction. And in that sense, you 
Did you start the business with on-site oil analysis or were you doing oil analysis previously and you spotted the issue, the problem that had emerged on delayed and long-distance oil analysis? Father, when we originally started, we started as an off-site service provider. I was running around servicing the motor industry and the Americans came to us and said, well, guys, you know, why don't you start selling the equipment? And together with my partner and 20 marks, we identified that putting the, the lab on site is where, is where the, the market is moving. And I think we were the first globally to really focus on, on site lab applications. And, you know, once that started taking off and you got two or three or four sites operational and the word got out there, it's just boomed exponentially all over the continent of Africa. Okay, so in that instance, here I am. The mining industry is a very traditional industry. It's an old industry. The big benefit, of course, in working with the mining industry is that it is entirely cost-driven. The only control a mine has over itself is cost in many ways. How did you get that first instance right? What did you need to do? What was your selling argument? And how did you help identify the mine that the seven-day issue was, in fact, a problem? Well, Pablo, we, we were very fortunate to work with one or two um, mines that were quite receptive to new ideas. So a lot of younger engineers had come into to play at this particular mine. And we worked with them, and we actually analyzed their data that, we, that, that was on hand from historical off-site oil analysis. And we pinpointed several times where an oil sample was taken and let's say the engine or gearbox or whatever had failed prior to the actual result coming back and what the cost implication was for the mine. And that cost implication was far more than the capital cost to actually install the lab on site. So, you know, we... But we were just very fortunate to create one or two case studies on one or two particular mines that gave us, you know, hard data that we could then take to other mines to prove, you know, our case study of actually putting the lab on site is going to make sense. And then we <clears throat> fed in some other, you know, other benefits like extending oil drains, changing a mindset. So let's change this oil based on its condition, not because of a time dependence um, you know, when someone says the oil needs to be changed, we I need to it. change this oil so, so when you, it actually needs to. So you went from preventative maintenance, maintenance to predictive maintenance, which Correct. even then accelerates and reduces the operational efficiency of, of the particular asset. And it's actually quite interesting. You know, most mines are completely obsessed with asset optimization. So your solution fitted yep. right in there. How did the big players, I have no doubt that you've hurt their business, how did those big old, established, highly expensive, capital-intensive, urban-located players respond to you? In the, in the early days, I don't think they took us seriously and they actually um, sent out some newsletters about, you know, lab in a box doesn't work. And, and, and slowly over the years, I think um, the penny has dropped and, you know, they've realized that the market is changing. And, you know, to, to the point where, you know, as we take on a new on-site location, they lose the off-site client forever. So there's, there was a very big resistance and a very big initially. Um, but now those big major players are actually becoming my clients. 
where they've now adopted a strategy where they should rather put on-site labs at some of their clients to prevent them moving away or losing that, that business forever. So, of course, that wouldn't have happened unless you had really control over the lab equipment and the on-site lab itself. How does that relationship work and what leverage do you have in order to improve on its capability, deepen the technology that you're using and provide a more and more interactive solution? Well, we're very fortunate to work with an American company who, you know, is best of breed and first to market on a lot of technologies coming out there. So we represent an American company that, that really is on the forefront of this. So, you know, from, from a technology point of view, we leave it up to them. We've got new products coming out every, every few months. So, you know, we, 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 re- we rely on, on, on that technology coming out of the U.S., um, which we're feeding into our on-site markets. Sean, thank you for giving up your time and sharing your insights with us. From Atomic Oil, here are the five, six little insights that we can apply to all our businesses today. In the first instance, the tipping point for a client, a customer, a group of people that you are serving is to convince them only through building a relationship that is built on the back of former service delivery that has been reliable, consistent, transparent, open and honest. The tipping point for them to try something new is to put them in a position where you leverage that trust relationship and you try it one step at a time. He only used one on-site lab to procure the data that was then needed. Using the data, he then built that into a value proposition, in other words, an offering to extend that opportunity through the mine. In doing that, he quantified the savings in rands. In any instance today, nobody buys anything that doesn't solve a problem. And if a problem cannot be quantified in rands and cents, well, then perhaps it's not a problem. The next thing is, he selected a partner in the US that was technically orientated, who are obsessed with technical advancement, whose focus is technical advancement. They play in their sandpit, ensuring he has the right product at the right time, keeping keeping him ahead of the industry. And he plays in his sandpit, which is leveraging one on-site success story to the next to the next. This is a business that now works in 18 African countries, is employing a number of people, and is approaching turnovers close to the 100 million mark a year. Business Beyond, brought to you by Nedbank. See money differently.